I haven't seen you since the play. I'll, I'll say it, Yas Queen. Uh, what is what is Prostetnik Vogon Jelts if not uh, Yas Queen Girl Boss? You know what I mean? You know? The Hitchhiker series is sorely missing a, a real Yas Queen Girl Boss. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. And I don't think one appears throughout the rest of the series if memory serves. Oh, no. How dare. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, it's wild. Uh, you know, it is. It is kind of what it is. Uh, you can you can judge this. Uh, you know, hold hold it against it. The mm, to my recollection, I might be forgetting something. But uh, for at least a few books, the only significant female character is Trillian. Trillian remains the only um, significant woman in the in the franchise for no. until the fourth book. Yeah, yes. Douglas Adams, you're canceled. <laughs> You're done. You're done in this town, baby. Sorry, I already had my alcohol for the evening. I had a glass of red wine uh, with dinner. The Amazing. only alcohol I had in the house, a glass of red wine, uh, because I went on a first date on Thursday, and it does not seem like I will be getting a second date, but I did get half a bottle of red wine. So I will say... Red, red wine... I've had worse first dates, I guess. Things have I turned out, out worse. I before, hung out with some yeah. dogs and I got half a bottle of red wine. So you know what? I've had worse for I've had worst That's, first dates in the last three sounds, months. That sounds less like a worst date and more like a a business an transaction. Uber and Uber Eats <laughs> transaction. Yeah, I date all my Uber Eats drivers. Every no, time perfect, perfect. Every, every time an Uber Eats driver uh drops off, you know, my 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 uh Your vittles. Yeah, my midnight burrito. I'm also yeah. like, hey, what are you doing later? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Because everyone likes being hit on at their job. And everyone... by later, I mean right now, because you decide your own hours. You everyone likes some weird guy in a Kira Knightley t-shirt to hit on them at their job. Oh, no. At their J-O-B. I guess. That's, yeah, sure. Hey, hey listen, I'm pretty non-threatening, I think. <laughs> You, you would. I'm under the impression that I am non-threatening. People are not threatened yes. by me, so... <laughs> I, have a li- I, have, I have a list of evidence. I Sorry, have, I was just... Uh, I have yeah. compiled some witnesses, some key witnesses, one might say. Some key witnesses uh, to, to my stand, being threatening. To, to stand up to, this, to the case I'm making. Against me? <laughs> no, 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 no. To stand on the, sta- on the stand for me. Oh, yes. okay. Sorry, I uh, after seeing just Cinematic. moments... Just uh-huh. literal moments of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Mm-hmm. I have forgotten how the court's actually supposed to work in this country. Mm-hmm. And so have summarily just... Well, wasn't it, like, not care. this country? Wasn't that, like, the whole thing is that they went to, like, a different country? Did I... I specifically tried to pay attention to that as little as possible. 
Weird. Um, why? Why did you make that decision? Please. Because uh, I'm not a little here. gossipy freak. Uh, because I'm not a nasty freak. Listen, I don't. Uh. I try not to fully come out against things uh-huh. like that. That you know, just like methods of media consumption. You know, whatever. I try not to. I obviously have my opinions, but I try not to demean you. But like. If you watched the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial like it was entertainment, you are the scum of the earth. You're a sick, nasty freak. Do not speak to me. Yeah. No, Do not speak to me. Because I was like, I, I said almost nothing publicly. The only thing I said about that trial publicly was the very true fact that like Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire paid for a bunch of pro Johnny Depp ads during that thing. You know what I mean? Um, well, yeah, you didn't know that. Um, that I is was, the only I guess thing I was I more disconnected than you. Yeah, even more so. As the only bit of information that I shared, I did not watch the trial. People, you know, the proliferation of true crime has everyone believing that they're a fucking expert on criminal justice and lying. Everyone thinks they be Tim Roth on the show Lie to Me. Kev, I would argue the proliferation of podcasts has convinced everybody that they have an opinion that fucking matters. Uh oh. Welcome to Oops. our podcast where we I have been hoisted things. by my own petard. I should no, have worn I, I my petard today. I didn't mean that. In Obviously, it, it applies to us in a way. We're not insufferable assholes. But the like reality is so. that, like, watch a trial or anything that has anything to do with cr- the criminal process, mm-hmm. and everyone feels like they're experts. Watch yep. anything that's political, and everyone feels like they're experts. Watch any sports, everyone mm-hmm. feels like they're experts. Mm-hmm. And I long for, and more appropriately, miss the days when people just watched the thing and went, I wonder why. Or I have a thought on that, but I am in no way a subject expert. Bye. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, I think those days are behind us until, um, until, well. I don't know when. I don't know when who needs knows? to change. But we got to change some shit because it's fucked. Shit be it's, fucked. Uh, it's, um, it's I just absolutely... need people to remember they're a lot dumber than they think they are. Absolutely. Pretend you're not an expert on things you're not an expert on. Just for like a minute. Just for like a second. Like when when did it become uncool to be like, you know what? I'm not sure. Right. I love saying. Or you know saying, what? I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't I don't really care. I don't have an opinion on that. I love that. And it it really, it's my favorite thing when people talk about, because there's all sorts of shit that I don't fucking know about. You know, like, I don't, there's a lot of contemporary music I don't know anything about. And I just go like, oh, I don't know what that is. When people yeah, are like, um, even, um, even so everyone that I, you know, like people are like, oh, Mitski, oh, Phoebe Bridgers. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm. It it, it sounds like it'd be up my alley. But I don't know. It could be, but it's uh, but but because I don't know, it must not be enough right. that I found it naturally. Right. Um, if I have yeah. to go Google a thing, I then remind myself each time I think yeah. of it later that I had to Google that thing. Uh-huh. Not that I am smart enough to know that thing. And I think that's another thing. People will look stuff up, and then from then on, because they remember it when it comes up again, they're like, "Oh, don't worry, I got this." Yeah, and instead, I think, mm-hmm. I'm just like, so I only know this because I fucking looked it up. Yeah. That's a really small admission that I think makes a lot less of an asshole out of me. I think it happens a lot when it comes to social causes. You know what I mean? Sure. Like like uh, the progression of various groups and, and their rights is that like you learned a fact. So then you are now unaccepting of people that haven't yet learned that fact. 
You know what I mean? Forgetting the fact that a that mere you just seven days it, ago you also did mm-hmm. not know said and, fact. And talking down to people. And listen, there are some people who are going to take you in bad faith no matter what. I obviously am not talking about those people. But, like, there are a lot of people that you could reach if you actually, like tried to educate or point someone in the right direction as opposed to just being like if you don't know this you're worthless move on um because that's how you get do your own research people and um the COVID-19 pandemic has uh pointed out where that is flawed where that don't work so good yeah where do your own research quickly became weaponized into I've googled it I've Googled it, or so I, I clicked on the first link that I saw, and it was a, a reactionary, <laughs> and I, I did not then peer review the video that I watched, because it was a video, it was not an article. And uh, yeah, that's how we get to the point uh, where we got to, uh, and continue to be in, of course, uh, not to speak in this as if it is yeah, past tense. As, is, as if it has moved on. But I think everyone should kind of think of themselves and i'm not telling you to talk down to yourself but like you're kind of a dummy and like you need to i mean quantify like from a actuarial standpoint there's a lot of things you don't know there are a lot of things to know and you do not know most of those things Mm -hmm. it's a lot of stuff to know out there you know and it's not the same as all these causes but like you know i know more about the French New Wave than most humans. But when someone doesn't know a lot about the French New Wave, I'm not like, you fucking idiot, idiot Philistine. You don't fucking know the difference between Godard and Truffaut. You you fucking asshole. What do you think you are? What are you doing in my you home? Amateur you amateur. What is it, fucking like, amateur hour? Is this a fucking open mic night? Uh, which my normal response to you amateur is, you amateur. You mean I do something because I like it? Weird, uh, I'll take that insult. <laughs> you mean I that I, on. like, engage with something that I enjoy in a way that makes it enjoyable for me? And that is... That hurts you somehow? Yeah. <laughs> that, like Kurt that, Vonnegut that was like, uh, more people should do things and be okay with being fucking bad at them. Yeah, because it's great. that's the point of being an amateur, not being because recommend, you're good at it. I would recommend everyone pick up a hobby that you never have to be good at. A hobby that you will never monetize, a hobby that you will never make into hashtag content. I encourage all of you to like start learning guitar and never post a video of you playing guitar. Just as something that you can just be bad at and you give yourself the grace to be bad at guitar. And it creates a peace within yourself. Yeah. To a certain degree. In a way, of course, but still. Yeah. Of like allowing yourself and being okay with yourself sucking at things. It's like yeah. Jeff's mom, where she's like, "You're gonna be great at a few things and not so good at a lot of stuff, at most and that's shit. okay. Yeah, that's all <laughs> and right. That's fine, and that's all right. And and that's just the way I, I'm. I'm out here in these streets, just trying to give people cut yourself some slack. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to not that's know fine. stuff." But then don't speak on that stuff as if you know it. It's okay to not be great at everything that you try, Kevin. Um, it's <laughs> Don't give yourself a hard time about it, Kevin. Yes. Um, Who's this This Kevin? is a podcast for you. Who's this guy? Who's this Kevin? Um, this I'm going to edit this later and be like, oh, God, because I, I will have inevitably just given myself a hard time for not being good at something. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm... Sure. I'm hard on myself about, like, my comics. I'm like, these comics don't look very good. Um, These comics don't look like the comics that I read. And it's like, my dog, you've been drawing 
for like a year and a half. Yeah, maybe uh, shut the fuck up. Semi regularly. Also, like, it's okay if you can't draw. Like, yeah. no one's <laughs> reading your comics like, and being like, Matea you know D.E. Lewis. Several people have bought pages of my comics. So, yeah. like, obviously they're appealing to someone. Yeah, and then those I people a, are like, I see you a know what? Behind you. Yeah, a munchkin. A critter. No one reads those comics and is like, you know, I would get into these, but the art's really unappealing. This fucking asshole. No, oh, she's... <laughs> <laughs> you little weirdo. <laughs> Playing a ring around the rosy with me. You know, say hi to Kev. Yeah, hi. Hi. The between the blue, that's where he is. Say hello. Say hi. Oh, we're shy now. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You done with your shower? Obviously, because you're downstairs. <laughs> You can't read for bed. I love you. Let me kiss on the cheek. I won't look. <laughs> I won't look. I won't look. Blindfold. Quick, do you can give me a kiss. Alright, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> love you, kiddo. Listen to mommy and get some sleep, okay? So you can go to school and see your friends in the morning. Love you. Alright, that was emphatic. That was, that was eventful. <laughs> love you. That was a profound. Your daughter is tailor made for like a British slamming doors stage comedy. Your daughter is yeah. getting ready for her noises off audition. Yep, she'll be prepared fully. Fucking uh, ready was for my, was my goal for her role in children. Boeing. Boeing, yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking one person out there was like, "Oh my god, Boeing, Boeing." <laughs> <laughs> Someone I, I, had a singularity moment just now. I am playing. For those, I love to get that one person in the listening audience who's like, oh my god. <laughs> I forgot about oh, that. I, um, I live for that. I live to that activate, I cared about that. activate my fellow fucking dorks who just <laughs> have this <laughs> this archive of nonsense in their brain. <laughs> Gotta love it. Like a fucking Death Star tracks compactor <laughs> of pop cultural <laughs> detritus. Look at all of this stuff that just floats aimlessly about until he, <gasps> he said it. He said it, and then, and then and then you've. Oh my god! And, and then the little guy goes. Bloop, bloop. I love that little guy. That's my favorite Star Wars character. Is the little trash yeah. compactor monster who goes like. Bloop, yeah. bloop. Also, uh, fun fact for anybody who likes Star Wars: that little thing Please? that um, they use to prop up the trash compactor is, in fact, the thing that uh, Mandalorian had to find to complete his new spaceship. Not the same thing, but like the same part. Oh, it's not the, it's not the part. Right, that would be. Type. I would not put it past Star Wars for that be to be the same yeah. part. Yeah, I would not the, put it past Star Wars. Thi- no, it's the it's, same uh, part. It is not Result. the same item, but it is the same part number. If you will, mm-hmm. the thing that they like prop open the walls with is that what you're talking about? The thing they prop open the walls with is the thing that they slide like into the engine of the new fighter he gets in, in Boba Fett. Sure. Fun. That's a fun little. I mean, I haven't seen any of the of Boba Fett or Mando, but um, that's a fun little thing. As long as they don't draw attention to it, do you know what I mean? That's a fun little thing that you yeah. can go like, "Hey." Oh no! It was so breezed by that I like later someone was like, "Did you realize?" And I was like, "No, no, I did not realize." Well, why would I realize that? I have shit to uh, do. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. realize that. I have sex. <laughs> oh, I'm. Kidding. Oh no! I'm kidding. Yeah. There are two I, types of people: people that understand crypto and people who know how to eat puss. And that's that's a that's a stone cold fact. I will not walk that back. I will back nope. that up wholeheartedly. I want to say that the little critter in the trash compactor is called a Dianoga. I want to say that that is true. All right, survey says. 
Jeopardy. Here we go. Oh, yeah, Does no Kevin way. know a Star Wars fact? This would be the first. Dianoga, large cephalopods. Eyeball. That sure, that sure is the thing. Ooh, 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 ooh. Who listened to the New Hope commentary too many times? Kevin did. Kevin <laughs> did. I remember Kevin Carrie Fisher did. telling a story about Mark Hamill uh, singing a song on set. It's like, pardon me, George, is that the Dianoga doo-doo? Which is, of course, a pastiche of the Chattanooga choo-choo. Because Mark Hamill is a fucking dork. Yep. Mark Hamill is a nerd, and I'd give him a swirly if I saw him. Oh, the other fun facts for Star Wars is that in the current Obi-Wan show, the little droid... This might have been you that told me this, honestly. What? Maybe not. A little droid that follows uh, little Leia around is named uh-huh. Lola, which is named after one of Carrie Fisher's birds. Cute. That was definitely very... not me. I have not seen a frame of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Surprising yeah, no one. You didn't have to see it to know that fact, I guess though. so. I, you know, I'm on the internet. I'm on that web. I'm on the World yeah. Wide Web. I do be doing things, Kev says. I do be, I do oh, be really? chatting. <laughs> I do I be, be chatting. I be chatting. I be scrolling. I be sending DMs. You know me. They see me scrolling. I'm trolling. Oh, you know me. I'm Big Troll. Big Troll Kevin. Hosting shit I don't know. I Because I'm Ben Shapiro. Just kidding. Oh, shit. <laughs> we got to get on that. We got to be, you know, all those like terrible, like right wing rappers who are like popular on YouTube because people watch them because they agree with them politically, not because, because they're at all good at rap. to watch that makes um, them think that they're smart. Go on. Yeah. Uh, we need to be that for the left. I think the left needs terrible political rap. I'm sure there's plenty of it. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm actually sure. Yeah, while there's saying probably that, lots of it. That um, there's so much of it. I just don't engage. Let's do it anyway. Yeah, please. Anyway. Listen, it's time for me to become a grifter, but like a left-wing grifter. <laughs> oh, boy. Sell my soul as little as possible but to make a pretty penny because a moving is grifter. expensive i you could use be some a, cash a, a commu grift or... i'm gonna be a commu grift yeah yeah i'm about to get hit with like rent and therapy and i'm like mm, maybe i should become a grifter maybe I should, maybe i should start scamming people for money <laughs> yeah why not grifting why 101 not? taught grifting by 101? taught by kev as not by uh, me, and I'm talking like this. <laughs> Use one of my aliases, like Baz Ravish. Matthew Berry. Matthew Berry, from What We Do in the Shadows. Um, yeah, sounds great. Our listeners uh, voted in a recent poll that that is a show that they would like to hear us cover at some yes, point. Yes, it is. So, they, did, uh, they did do that. And I, I've been told by many people that I should watch it, and I haven't. Because uh, fuck you hey, telling you know. me what to do. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you. I mean, like, you know, it's not, it's like, they have three seasons of ten episodes, so it's not like, it's not like unattainable, but you know, there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot happening, and there's a not insubstantial chance that you'll end up podcasting about it, so just like, maybe just like, wait. (laughs) Yeah, but also, like, me podcasting about it isn't requisite for me to start reading or watching it, because... It took Got me a while to start reading the book that we're doing right now. You know, listen, life comes at you pretty fast. (laughs) (laughs) Shit happens. <laughs> My name's Caleb, and I have a pretty crazy life. Let um, me tell you about it. You're, I bet you're wondering how I got in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Thor's trapped in a cage. <laughs> Remember that? No. Thor Ragnarok? Oh. That's the yes. opening of Thor Ragnarok. I know what you're thinking. Oh no, Thor's trapped in a cage. That's coming <laughs> out soon. 
Yeah, like two weeks. Time's like flying. Elvis yeah, comes out fa- this wrote, week. I, I just got a notification uh, shit. that Elvis is coming out. I everyone did not says, go to the screening for that. Everyone says it it's great. like terrible and like unwatchable, to which I say, sign me up. Sounds good. I heard Three people hours. say it was great. Oh, no. I've heard nothing but terrible things, which oh, like yeah. that only makes me want to see it more. <laughs> yeah. Terrible things about this problematic dude. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it, Buzz. <laughs> Because oh, uh, right now I, we're in a drought of things that I want to see. I've almost seen Top Gun twice, like a couple of times and something like keeps coming up. But like <laughs> if I went to the theater right now, that's what I would go see is like Top Gun again, um, sure. because that's that's all that we got going on. But Wednesday would be yeah. the day where I would be able to see a movie. And it's the only day that I would be able to write this week. So I guess I need to <sighs> go home and write scripts instead of seeing Top Gun again. Yes. Because I have I things like I want to do with my life, and it doesn't seem like I'm going to be partnered up anytime soon, so let's write some scripts. Uh, <laughs> time to dive into my craft. Time to put my feelings into this rom-com script. <laughs> <laughs> time to pour my heart and soul into two fictional people falling in love. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm working on. Do it. I'm going to make a movie. We're putting it down now. Everyone start saving up money for my Kickstarter where I make a movie. Kev makes a movie. The Kev movie. makes a movie. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be asking for like a couple thou. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not asking for fucking the world here. Just like a couple thou for like a rom-com. Come on. Why not? Why not? Come on. Communities, retweet it. Come on. <laughs> I need the money. Matt, I know you're listening. <laughs> I know you're there. Matt, I know you're listening. <laughs> Give me the money. <laughs> I'm in a weird spot, brother. I'm in a weird it's spot fun. today. Help me out. We're hanging out. We're chilling. Uh, because yeah. this is, of course, Advanced Media Studies, a podcast where we aim to talk about every single piece of pop culture ever created one week at a time. You join us now uh, as we continue uh, through life, the podcast, and everything. Our podcast where we talk about the entire Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. Caleb, that name will make sense to you later. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on uh, yeah. in these in these chapters. Uh, I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan. And fun fact about me, uh, I've actually written the worst poetry in the world, but it, along with me, was destroyed when the Earth was. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Your name is... Uh, uh, Millicent Wallstone Jennings or something like that? <laughs> Nancy Millstone Jennings of Greenbridge, Essex, England. I'm sorry. Who I believe Paula, I looked it up is Paula a real Nancy, person. Paula Nancy Millstone Jennings of Greenbridge, <laughs> Essex, England. I assumed for a long time that was a fake person. I remember in the past <laughs> looking it up. It is a real person who Douglas Absolutely Adams decided to ether. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> throw into the sun. Douglas Adams decided to fucking oh my murder. God. Oh, that's, oh, that's delicious. I hope yeah. they had passed before he did that. <laughs> I love petty. I think we need more cattiness in art. You know what I mean? Like yeah. pointless cattiness. Like when stuff uh, that's obviously not true, but an absolute drag. Yeah, like, it's ugh. it's yeah. Fuck yeah, let's go for it. Like when Brian Cox was doing his book tour and was just like owning everyone. It was just like I was like, what's this book about? Are you just like shit talking like Edward Norton or something? Like what is this book about? Yeah. Um, or or. <sighs> Recently, both Kirsten Dunst and Bruce Campbell were like asked about new Spider-Man movies, and they're like, 
I haven't seen them. I was in the good Spider-Man movies. And I'm like, that's Ooh. the kind of cattiness that we that's need. That's the kind of zing I want. The that's kind the kind of, of zing that I, I live on. Yes, uh... yes. Well, I'm, uh, I'm Caleb, the daddy host, the, the other host, third host, you know, one of the three. Uh, mm-hmm. The host with the mostest kids extended pause. Thank you. Uh, and I have one thing to say, and it's how how gargle how gargle how 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 gargle how gargle how how gargle gargle how gargle 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 how slurp erg should have a good time. Perfect. Um, yes, as we as we finally finally thank you all for your patience as we uploaded you know Patreon content as we covered the first chapter again last week. We're working on it. Nobody's making a living off this podcast. We're doing the best we can, um, and and we are finally continuing with part two of our Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Journey. Yes, I have to I have to apologize. I didn't read all of the required reading. I did read well, up through chapter ten, so I have okay. one chapter short. Yeah, well, um, like chapter. If I remember correctly, chapter 11 is, like, not long. It's also where you filed for bankruptcy. Um, <laughs> ah, stupid. That, did that Again. scan? Did that joke it scan? Did. It you. did scan. Uh, yeah, you did. Enough. Okay, so that that's easy. That's fine. We we could just not talk about that. It's not it's not very substantial. Um, great. So let's let's talk about this. Uh, the the next thirty pages of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, to summarize, uh, Arthur and Ford miraculously survive the destruction of the planet Earth uh, as they are picked up by one of the Vogon ships that just uh, destroyed it. As uh, the Dentrassi that work on board uh, have a real fuck you boss attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, picked up Arthur and Ford. Uh, Arthur uh, engages with a babble fish, which helps him understand the world. He is introduced to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. They are both subjected to Vogon poetry, uh, which is uh, the worst poetry in the entire uh, the galaxy. Well, some of the worst. I think it's listed as like the third worst, right? Because there's the one who... Uh, there's the guy whose poetry is so bad that his own entrails leapt up through his body and strangled himself to death. Strangled his um, brain. Yeah. And then the worst poetry of all time is uh, uh, Millstone Paula Jennings. Nancy, Paula Nancy Middlestone Jennings. Paula, which is uh, just, again, just the most savage fucking burn. Okay, there's uh, got... I want to look up some of this poetry. Paula Nancy Millstone Jennings. Looking it up right now. I'm looking it up right now. I want to see... want to read some of this poetry. Please. I want to read some poetry. Oh, it's based off of Paul Neil Milne Johnston, who is that? That's what uh, I guess uh, Adams was talking about. Paula Nancy Millstone Jennings, in real life, is Paul Neil Milne Johnston. Oh, okay. So it who is a real uh... poet who lived in Redbridge, Essex. Okay. Well, now let's read some of that fool's poetry. Can you find that fool? Paul Neil Milne Johnstone. Shut up. That's not a name. The British are stupid. You heard it me. It seems likely that Adams was just taking an opportunity to get one more adolescent dig in Fuck at an yeah. old r- friend and rival. Get his ass king. I gotta find... We gotta find some... We gotta find some poetry. Paul Neal... A sample of John Stone's poetry taken from the animated readout. The dead swans lay in the stagnant pool. They lay, they rotted, they turned around occasionally. Bits of flesh dropped off them from time to time and sank into the pool's mire. They also smelt 
a great deal. Yeah, that does suck ass. <laughs> that poetry fucking blows, dog. Uh, yikers. Yikers. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Get his ass, King. Fucking yeah, work drag, the body. Drag your friend. Drag him. <laughs> Were they friends? God, can you imagine? Oh, that, I mean, your friend, you open your friend's new book and you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jeez, they both went oh to the same. God. You read uh, a name that's not yours, but is kind of yours. Like, and you're like, like that son of a bitch. And you know, Douglas gave you like a few too many notes in that one poetry class. So you like, you're like, why does this guy hate me so much? <laughs> and then you read one of the most popular works of British fiction and you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. yeah. Uh, Paul Neil Milne Johnstone uh, was a real poet who lived in Redbridge, Essex. Johnstone had attended Brentwood School with Douglas Adams. Gross. And the two jointly received the prize for English. There, Johnstone edited a broadsheet, the Art Sphere magazine, that included mock reviews by Adams as well as Johnstone's own poetry. So they were definitely friends. And he was definitely like, hey, bud, fuck you. Hey. <laughs> I'll put you in my book. God, can you imagine? Imagine if, like... Imagine if, like, I owned you that bad in a permanent work of fiction, or vice versa. It would be I don't... great. Yeah, okay, great. We should make it Challenge our goal accepted. Now, yeah, we should Challenge. make it our goal now. Challenge accepted, my friend. Challenge you a grim bargain. Yeah, we'll have to I figure remember, out who does it first. It's not exactly the same, uh, but in the movie The 40-Year-Old Virgin, um, uh, Steve Carell's character is named Andy Stitzer, who is a real person um, that that Judd Apatow and uh, Steve Carell knew. Um, And they're like, this is a great name. Can we use it? We don't, like, say it in full at any point in the movie. And they're like, yeah, okay, it's fine. You know, whatever. Um, And then the first trailer goes like, Andy Stitzer is the 40-year-old virgin. That's also from a commentary. I've listened to too many film commentaries. Yeah, that If I'm define, referencing define my second many, one a lot, Caleb, I have to, I cannot impress to you enough how my high school years was a lot of me sitting there and listening to commentaries. Middle school and high school was my DVD collection and like watching a lot of movies, but also listening to a lot of commentaries and even worse, listening to a lot of commentaries, like a lot of times. <laughs> Why? If, uh, did they just get you? Did you just, they like, just got, I mean, I was obviously fascinated by filmmaking, right? Obviously that is, that is an aspect yeah, of yeah. my life. You were listening and to people describe their process. I don't think Describe their process. And a lot of like the Apatow, you know, universe ones, which were very popular in my middle school and high school years, a lot, it kind of hit the same beat that like podcasts do now, where it was a lot of just sure. like these funny friends talking. And yes, they had the movie to talk about, but also they just went on riffs and did all kinds of things. And as someone who like did not have the internet, that was like, that was your, that was your in. That was the only way to get there. Um, but I remember very distinctly two different uh, DVDs that I would play on a loop and I would watch the, the picture and then I would listen to the commentary, and then I would watch the picture, and then I would listen to the commentary, and that cycle would sort of repeat until it just it ended. And those two uh, were Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, Hell yes. uh, the Joss Whedon production, and the commentary is an original musical, 
with like nine to eleven original songs that are timed up commentary? to what you're watching in the commentary um, <laughs> from this DVD that That's I bought. That's not a commentary, Kev. That's a separate piece of art. But they also told you a lot about filmmaking. Yeah, but, but there's, it's its own musical. That's its own piece of true. art. That's true. That was that was a special that. thing. That was a special yeah. thing. Um, but like the forty year old virgin commentary, I watched a lot. The knocked up commentary, I watched way more than I watched the movie. Um, same with Superbad. I was really into the commentary. I think the films are fine. But the other one that I did the back and forth on many many times was uh, Tropic Thunder, which I think means I'm canceled sure. now. Which I think means I'm Why? canceled. Um, I you know some people have some interesting opinions about Robert Downey Jr.'s role in that film or Tom Cruise's role in that film, and I I, I, I it's not really up to me whether or not anybody's justified in any of that. Um, but the thing about sure. Robert Downey Jr. in that commentary because it's uh Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. does it in character. <laughs> so at every point in the movie, he is doing the voice. And yeah. then when his character changes voices, spoilers for Tropic Thunder, which came out in 2008, he changes voices on the commentary. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So, you know, it's honestly like Robert Downey like, Jr.'s ha- finest work is that kind of DVD commentary. <laughs> sure. It sounds like half of the commentaries you've watched are pieces of... Of art unto themselves. Separate art unto themselves, yeah. Um, Do we wonder why he became a podcaster? Why, who became a podcaster? Me. Oh, I was like, Robert Downey Jr. podcast? Kevin. No, no, uh, no. no. Like, There's no, absolutely no question in Why my brain now. he makes where... films and does podcasts? Yeah. Kind of all makes sense, doesn't it? You geared yourself for it. Yeah, you, you, you did the 10,000 hours thing. Yeah, I don't need to pay for therapy anymore. I think I figured it out. I think yeah. I figured it. I think I figured me out. Also, it's $300 a month. <laughs> also, it's way more expensive than just listening to the Dr. Horrible just listening to DVD commentaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So let this be, I'm anti-therapy and I'm pro-DVD commentary. Yeah, you're anti-therapy and you're pro Neil. uh-oh, Patrick Harris uh, <clears throat> as a supervillain. Uh, yeah, I am um, I am pro-therapy, but I I am said even more than I am pro-therapy, I am pro-therapy being an affordable thing for most people. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. Let's do that I, first. I, you know, I'm okay with the, you know, men will do anything but go to therapy. You know, like a little internet meme. Mm-hmm. Uh, except that we never consider that it's hundreds of dollars a month for most people. It's not covered yeah, on most no health cheap, insurance yeah. in the United States. It's not cheap. So, like, what we're doing is classism yeah, in that well, instance. The correct, the, the correct response to men will do anything before going to therapy is, hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. Hey, yeah. I want to go to therapy. I'm not doing even with it right the now. not even with the negative, or not even with the uh, the sarcastic inflection of "fuck you," but fuck just you. "fuck you." Like <laughs> the way you say "thank you, you" to someone who says, "Hey, thank you." <laughs> hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> just like that. Hey, fuck you. Yeah, men do it with do a anything. smile. Just do it with a smile. Men don't do anything before they go to therapy. Hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. Men will do literally anything except uh, stop being able to eat food they enjoy to go to therapy. <laughs> right. Men will do anything but stop being able to afford rent to talk to someone they don't know about how they feel. Ladies, if a man doesn't have a bed frame, uh, that's a red flag. Okay? If he didn't spend $1,000 on a bed frame, that's a red flag. <laughs> And folks, that's called classism. It's a it's a it's a thing that uh, America is deeply familiar with. Uh huh. I would again like to say, 
I'm pro therapy, but <laughs> I am pro affordable therapy more than I am pro therapy. I am pro therapy, I mean? but I am also pro affording sustenance and shelter. Thank but you. But I'm for the working man. <laughs> Welcome to my I'm able to own a bed talk. Goddamn right. <laughs> you know what? You know, I, I am the room that I moved into before this one came with a bed and a bed frame. Or I would probably not have a bed frame. That is some sh- that is some lit shit, my friend. That's some lit shit, and I got to take it with me when I left, Ooh. Um, which was very you know I'm very lucky in that regard. Or else I would still not have a bed frame because those fuckers, yeah, are expensive, yeah. And unless I you go to I- New York you go to Ikea. City, which is notoriously expensive. Yeah, but like you could go to Ikea, Ikea and get one a little bit cheaper. A little bit. But here's the. Here's the trick. You gotta build it yourself, idiot. You gotta build that fucker yourself. So I hope you have three days off work. And like a lot of alcohol to ease your stress. Yeah. And ease your fucking bruised hands. Yeah, and your uh, scuffed knees. Your mangled digits. Your your deeply, deeply scarred uh, toes from kicking it while it's on the floor. Uh Uh-huh. Accidentally. one thing you thought was a particle board back. The one uh-huh. thing you thought was the particle board back, but was actually a full shelf with a very sharp, unsh- un, uh, unsanded edge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Enjoy your enjoy your hangnail, loser. Fucker. <laughs> hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk about Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> to the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Let's, um, uh, let's great. So again, this is your first time through uh these these chapters so let's let's hear as the newbie i want to hear your initial thoughts did any of this was were any of the pieces of this things that you were familiar with from pop culture did this any might of be these the first time i've seen you? qed written somewhere yeah in a book like yeah. i've seen it as an adult of course but this might be the first time i've seen it written somewhere i had to look it up because i was like i know i looked this up once um yeah so there's that uh, things that stand out so far. I mean, resistance is useless. I don't know if that came from came from this or if everyone that I've ever heard say that was referencing this. You know, what I'm, I'm sure a lot of it is this reference, right? It, yeah, whether or yeah. not they know it, it was proliferated by this. I'm sure the sure. phrase was not invented here, right? But, but definitely saw that and was like, oh. um, outside of that, no, not many really. Uh, I think okay. the biggest thing for me in these. I don't know, from whatever I read, page 20 to page 60. Something like that. The biggest thing that stood out is that Douglas Adams is fucking funny. So goddamn funny. And like that, my my book has a, a preface by Neil Gaiman, and the last thing he says is like, and he made it look so easy. Yes. And I was like, what does that look like? And 60 pages in, I'm like, oh, it wicked looks like this, this thing I'm reading, where he's like, the ship, the Vogon constructor ships floated in the air, much like bricks don't. In just the same <laughs> way like, that bricks don't. <laughs> what? Um, Who thinks yeah. like that? It, uh, it takes a lot of care to make something feel this carefree. You know? Like the narrator he, is one of the coolest characters, and I want to have a right, beer with him. And now right. I realize the narrator is just... It's just Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams, and mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck! This guy. Oh my fuck, god. Man. Oh my god. Oh my god. Also, the first description... The first, oh, I think I marked it. If I didn't, I'll be able to find it pretty quickly. But the first, like, actual description of, oh, it's the, is it the footnote? Could be. It might be the footnote about a president. The, the description of Zafad 
fucking Beeblebrox. Yeah, man. You um, met Zaphod Beeblebrox. It's an important character. The the description of Zaphod Beeblebrox? Uh-huh. That is just painfully Donald Trump. <laughs> he is apparently chosen by the government, but the qualities he's required to display are not those of leadership, but those of finely judged outrage. This doesn't sound familiar. For this reason... The president is always a controversial choice, always an infuriating but fascinating character. God damn it. His job mm-hmm. is not to wield power, but to draw attention away from it. On those criteria, Zaphod Beeblebrox is one of the most successful presidents the galaxy's ever had. He's yep. already spent two of his ten presidential years in prison from fraud. And I was like, my God. God damn. My God. God. This damn. book was written 40 years before this dude actually came to power. Yeah, my man. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Yeah, there's there's so much good fucking laid out shit um, like that in here. Oh, and he wears an orange scarf, which just feels like he was sitting somewhere in <laughs> Europe and was like, I'm going to write about Donald Trump and name I'm him Zaphod Beeblebrox. I'm going to write about the Cheeto-in-Chief, I am. Yeah, I'm going about that guy that has a, uh, a stupid TV show. Right. And then I'm going to make him president. you that seems perfectly dystopic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> then America fucking did it. I saw yeah, a comedian the, the other day who said he was on an airplane from Australia to the United States on the mm-hmm. night of the uh, election in 2016. And the pilot before taking off was like, thanks for getting on our flight, everyone. We'll keep you updated with the stats from the American election. States. And then, like, they never said a thing after that. Mm. And he was like, it's probably because Trump won in mid-flight. The pilot was like, I'm not telling people that. I'm <laughs> what not do we do? It. <laughs> what do we do? Do we tell them? They're going to revolt. <laughs> they're going <laughs> to United 93, this bad boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah uh, very funny. Um, absolutely. Oh, we're talking about we're talking game. about my boy Douglas Adams, and I love the way that he writes the the hit the the titular guide to the galaxy, um, yeah. where it's like space. It says is big, really big. You just <laughs> won't believe how vastly, hugely, mind-bogglingly big it is. I mean, you may think it's a long way down the road to the chemist, but that's just peanuts to space. Listen. <laughs> You know, it's just this beautiful. The end of beautiful. that exact one. What chapter is that? Uh, that's chapter eight, which is like just a description of space. You know. Yeah, there's fuck. There was a line in that one that also got me. Uh, oh, <laughs> the the fucking planet, uh, Beth Selimen, where there's so many people that visit it that any net imbalance between the amount you eat and the amount you shit, sorry, excrete while on the planet is surgically removed from your body when you leave. So every time you go to the laboratory there, it's in- vitally important to get a receipt. Get a receipt. <laughs> what the fuck? That's so funny. Uh, uh, this is just, there. there's, there. these these books are just loaded with little shit like that, where space is just like a bizarre, <laughs> difficult to understand place. Um, and there's so many planets that exist only in these tiny little jokes, um, but they're they're so <laughs> funny and strange. The chances of getting picked up by another ship within those 30 seconds are 2 to the power of 276,799 to 1 against. By totally staggering coincidence, that is also the telephone number of an Islington flat where Arthur once went to a very good party and met a very nice girl whom he totally failed to get off with. She went Failed. home with the gate crasher. <laughs> what the fuck? 
yeah what the fuck it's just like a little story now you just have this little story uh from from arthur dent's life and i love these little just these little details and they add like these little flecks to the character um but we don't like never if ever in this series of books is a character gonna like stop and we're gonna really like dig into like their backstory or anything like that but there's all these little moments like that one that you just described which like add all these little weird details to these characters um (laughs) that i really appreciate that i that i really really enjoy uh ford and Um, arthur popped into outer space like corks from a toy gun perfect beautiful little smarmy shit that rules it's so frustratingly good yeah and it's frustratingly good because precisely what gaiman said it just seems like he's he's fucking about like the whole book it just feels like he's fucking about he's just having fun writing and being like oh it'd be funny to say it like this which yeah. makes me think that having a conversation with this dude would have been something that i was just constantly chuckling through which but that's great but also has that that sometimes negative impact where you feel like you should be just as quippy and you can't be and if you're not you feel a little oh my god kev this is gonna come weirdly oddly close to home and full circle yeah i went to one of your parties at one at your apartment when you lived down near the cleave in st louis Uh and the people there there's a few starbucks people i think but it was mostly people that had worked on um like my film um, crews and been on improv teams with me and things like that yeah and so I'm sitting there with people I don't know who are all very funny. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to drink and wish I was funny enough to say anything. <laughs> Damn. Oh, well, I'm going to uh, pass that along to all the people who would have who would have gone to any of my birthday parties. They all listen to this podcast. You know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically. <laughs> it's, it's basically a 100% saturation rate there. Um, no, it was really funny uh, I that, like, while thinking about sitting with Douglas Adams, I was like, oh, I had a small version of this. Yeah, with a bunch of strangers that were very fucking funny. You had a little, you had a little private experience there. Well, you know, and I've been in a... St. Louis at that point for like a year and a half, so I knew oh, wow. nobody. Yeah, damn. And I was like, I'll go to this party, and I was like, I don't oh. think I knew that. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, well, when we worked together, which was 2015, I'd moved down in the summer of 2014. So. Oh dang. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you weren't you weren't kidding. Yeah, um, I was a fresh little, whatever the fuck I was then. Fresh man. <laughs> you were <laughs> oh, fresh. Gross. Looster. No, I was though. You I was though. Fresh, Everyone should um... understand that your real fresh man year is the year that you live on your own the first time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and you don't really school. belong <laughs> to your city until you've been there for five years. You know. Um, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, but there's uh, a couple things here that I think we can talk about. The 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 babblefish um, is I think I kind of one of the most like just slyly little brilliant inversions because you're like okay. What do we do with yeah. a man who does not speak every alien language? And it's something that, oh. like, every sci-fi and fantasy thing has to... I it's mean, it doesn't first. have to, but often has to, like, think about how it's going to address in some way. Because, like, Star Trek, I think there's always, like, a they have, like, a universal translator. Like, everyone is implanted with a universal translator, so every alien on Star Trek speaks English. In Star Wars, most characters speak quote-unquote basic um you know so like most things speak english or it seems as if most people can understand most alien languages at least in like a conversational way um and here they decided to make it like this little living organism called the babblefish that can like explanation is is created in such a way that makes it sound like it makes sense 
Right. In the same kind of way that once you Googled it and found out why it made sense, you'd still be angry because it doesn't make sense. Yes, and it is is, uh, such a bizarrely improbable coincidence that anything so mind-bogglingly useful could have evolved purely by chance that some thinkers have chosen to see it as the final and clinching proof of the non- existence of god and then the non-existence of god is qualified as like i can't prove that i exist because faith is important for belief and if no one believes i cannot exist and they're like but this thing makes it obvious you made it therefore proof you exist and he's like shit and disappears and he poofs in a puff of logic you know it's like it's like this little thing that is the exact inversion of what you expect from that Scenario. But that didn't stop Ulan Kolofid from making a small fortune when he used it as the central theme of his best-selling book. Well, that about wraps it up for God. Well, that about wraps <laughs> it up for God. Oh, fucking great. These little fucking Like, runners. that is literally Rene Descartes walks into a bar and the bartender says, would you like a drink? And he says, I think not, and disappears. It's that bad a joke. Mm-hmm. But written Absolutely. after a dictionary entry. <laughs> So yeah. when it happens, you're like, oh, my God. That's oh, the my God. That's what we were that's fucking building to. That's the funniest dumb joke. <laughs> yeah. I think not. You just told a dad joke with a dictionary entry in a sci-fi book. Fuck you. The poor hey, babblefish. Fuck by effect- you. <laughs> hey, fuck you. By effectively removing all barriers to communication between different races and cultures has caused more and bloodier wars than anything else in the history <laughs> of creation. <laughs> Which is so, uh, so funny. Um, and then on the next fucking page... We get this little section that I love where Arthur tries to grapple with the new reality that Earth no longer exists. That (laughs) moment where, like, a substantial thing has happened to you, but your brain really has not come to realize it. Um, and, And it is too big to sway in its own right. So he starts walking it down. Uh, that, like, okay, uh... I don't really feel anything about, like, my friends and family no longer existed, weirdly enough. But, like, the grocery store doesn't exist. And all the people there? Like, I can't go to McDonald's anymore. No, not England. Yeah, McDonald's? Yeah. McDonald's doesn't exist anymore. And he passes out when he realizes that, like, McDonald's doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Also, like, what an interesting way to illustrate the monumentous realization that a thing that you've known your entire life disappears that most people can't go that whole thing's gone they go oh the small thing like the small thing's gone right like Mm -hmm. uh i'm trying to think of a good example from my own life shit shit but i know what you're talking about i do get it if you can't when you lose something you're like you don't think oh i lost that thing you think i lost that one particular moment with that thing yeah um my specific pen yeah i don't know that's not that's not on the scale that i'm thinking of but yeah like sure uh, like i don't know if you're if your house burned down for instance right i'm not wishing that upon anyone but like obviously that is that is something that is really big and really tough to grapple with and i think it might hit you in certain moments of like oh like my favorite pen is just like gone yeah you know what i mean like this thing that would always just be like damn it that that Yadier Molina pop that I really liked for it's no melted. other reason it's than gone. it was there is gone. Yadier's yeah. done. Like the house is burnt down, but also this very specific thing that I had very a connection specific. to is gone. Yeah. And, that's, and that's very human. That's it's just the way our brains yeah. work, you know, 100%. like 
it's just you you key in on specific things. You know, what is the uh, comedy is you falling down a manhole. Tragedy is me, like, cutting my finger. You know what I mean? Like, it's like sure. it's, whatever happens, whatever small thing happens to me in a very quantifiable way is more difficult. And this, uh, you know, I mean, in, in human creation, when there's, like, a huge tragedy, we really have trouble processing it. We yeah. really have trouble, like, putting it into context. Sure. But then if you tell, like, one little story from within it that is much more relatable, that is much easier to, like, right. grapple onto, um, which is why when people like to, like, pick apart, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter movement where it's like, well, George Floyd was no saint. And you're like, that's not really the point. And also, Super like, look at this quantifiable story that, like, obviously is yeah. impactful to us and the fucking video of it I mean, i'm sorry to like right. invoke that on a silly hitchhiker's no, guide no to the... but still but that's why it works and that's why like you end up honoring specific people like brianna taylor as opposed to like the when people are like well what about chicago and it's like well what about chicago like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah people that are like black lives matter what about black on black crime and you're like oh no different issue also the no point. one is on the other side of that issue <laughs> yeah no one's like no that doesn't matter no can one's you, like can you no, i love that we don't need to worry about that. Well, what's the problem? What, I don't. What, what's the problem? I missed it. What do you, I don't what do you understand. Mean? <laughs> I don't Fucking get it. Idiots. You know, totally I don't know why that character is the Manamana guy from the Muppets song. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that's be. the guy I locked into there, but why not? He has bad opinions. The Manamana guy. Yeah. Manamana. Yeah. We used to be a country, a proper country. Manamana. Oh God. Oh, the we used to's. Oh, God. great replacement theory. Manamana. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do this. Cannot do this bit when Jace is around. It would melt our friend Jace. Oh, either our poor sick friend Jace, if they heard me <laughs> do, do this to the Manamana guy. Oh God, it would just destroy them. It would destroy them, and I'm I'm, I mean, not, here. Not, I'm not here. I'm not confident, Kev. It's not destroying us. We're just. <laughs> But we're doing goods. it to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's it. We've chosen this life. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for qualifying the thing that was happening in my soul. You're welcome. What can I say except you're I welcome? Shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's brain poisoning for you. I've never seen Moana. Uh, I'm oh, a 29 year old man. Do you think I should just like pop that on one day? <laughs> yes. Don't say it like that. But yes. Well, you know, definitely. I mean, it is different for a 29-year-old childless man. Caleb, no, it's not. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. No, it's not. Here's why. Here's why. That movie's not about any kids. Moana's not a child? Oh. Uh, she looked young. I don't know what to tell you. Have you seen a Pixar movie where anybody doesn't, that isn't, hold sure. on, that isn't okay. white-haired and wrinkly? Oh, I see. You're saying it's a very young-looking animation style. Yeah. Everybody in, in Pixar movies look young until they look ancient. Yeah, sure, it airs. Until you're up. Until you're man from up. <laughs> right. Or until you're like the grandma from Coco. And you're like, right. oh, yeah, that woman is old. That's Because old they person. took a few seconds to focus on the fact that the entirety of a tree's bark is in her cheekbones. Um, Dude, fuck yeah. That, it rules. But Maybe yeah. it's about time Kevin considered the coconut. <laughs> Also, 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 
Who fucking cares how old you are when you watch a kid's movie? That's fair. It does hit. Do you still, hit, like just, Studio, I, do you still watch Studio Ghibli shit? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. It I is. I mean, I'm not. Sure. Listen, I'm not. It's not a. <laughs> I know you're not coming out against animated things. I'm not against <laughs> children's not animation. That. It just, just doesn't, like, hold I'm my attention in the same like way. That. Do you know what no, I mean? Sure. Like, I just. Sure. Um, a lot of people I know can watch, like, kids' cartoons, and it's perfectly fulfilling to them, and I have difficulty with that. Sure. It's just that's just me. I don't think it's, like. It's not like a good thing about me. It's just a thing. <laughs> sure, sure. It's not that I'm always sitting here watching like complex art films. I just watched Anna versus the Apocalypse, like a zombie Christmas musical film. I'm not. I'm not only watching <laughs> obtuse German art pieces, uh, but you know, I just I just struggle a little bit watching like kids' cartoon shows. Yeah, sure, understandable. Thank you. Yeah, thank no you. Problem. Some people get very mad about that. Yeah, no, my parent, my grandparents at one point were like, we can't watch things where animals talk. And I was like, sure. Damn. <laughs> That's fine. But fucking taking Ted out of the equation. Yeah, sure. That's the one that they were really. Uh, they were really to. wanting to watch Ted. They were really sticking it to fucking Mark Wahlberg's Ted. Sorry. Get fucking More appropriately, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Zach MacFarlane? The fuck Zach MacFarlane. Did he direct those? Let's see. Seth did, yeah. 100%. Yes. What can I say? So well, that's had, the only he had. He had to have directed those. I'm looking it up. I just want to see. I just want to confirm. No, same. Let me know. Yeah. No, he did. Okay. There we go. Interesting. That was in that spat of Seth directing a bunch. Yeah, of when he was like directing a bunch of movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was weird. He had like three. Because like Ted one was huge. Massive. Million ways to die in the West. Um, I guess we I don't decided know we are. Watched it. We are not interested in live action Seth MacFarlane is what we determined there. Um, outside of, of course, Logan Lucky, uh, and then Ted Two, which I think was also like you, pretty you, successful. Does Logan my, Lucky have to do with Seth MacFarlane? Uh, my man, my friend, who do you think is playing the British race car driver in Logan Luckley? Who do you think is playing oh, 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 oh. Max Chill Blaine? The guy that gets headbutt by Donald I Driver think so. or Adam Driver? Donald Adam Driver? Driver? The fuck is Donald wrong with Driver. <laughs> baby Driver. The one who gets headbutted by Baby Driver. Donald um, Driver's a football player, so that is a person. Okay. And I have referenced that person in conversation. Has it been nice. 10 years since I have? Yes. yes. Don't ask any more questions. Yes. Um, and then, of course, Seth MacFarlane has his little Orville empire now as well. Oh, yeah, Orville's coming back, and I thought that show was canceled. It, like, just came back, and now it has, like, a subtitle. Interesting. Now it's called, like, I the Orville show was... New Frontiers or something. It I was canceled. Now it's on Hulu. As canceled as fucking Sorry, Kevin New Spacey. Horizons. Got him. Got he. Uh Yeah, <laughs> it had two seasons on Fox, and then it, got, it's, it is now a Hulu original. No, it's not. <laughs> Yes, it is. It started my somewhere else. How is it a Hulu original? Now it is um, a Hulu original. I don't know what to tell you. The new seasons are produced by Hulu, making them a Hulu original. So if I buy like one of your scripts after it has done its TV run, can I be like, this is a Caleb original? <laughs> Caleb, I'm going to allow me to blow your mind. Okay. Are you just going to say yes? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, you know the term Netflix original? Do you know how yeah. many of those films no. Netflix funded? <laughs> Very few. Do you know yeah. how many Netflix bought? Because they Most. just already existed? 
most. Yeah, yeah. yeah Thus, yeah. them in the same Netflix way. J.J. Abrams makes more Cloverfield movies. Jabrams, Jabrams, Abrams by just like finding a script and being like, <laughs> and it name? is Cloverfield now. His that, name's Jabrams, Jabrams, Abrams. Jabrams, Jabrams, Abrams. Jar Jar yes. Abrams. Oh, oh, yeah. I think that I think that one's worse. He picks it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't name him. His parents did that. Kev, should Hitchhiker's Guide be a TV show? It already has been one. Uh, but it's just like a very straightforward adaptation of like the radio series, right? I think. Like, if we did it in today's world with today's yeah. technology and. In, in the first create. episode, Jason and I talked about it in the terms of like an HBO original kind of series, where like the Zaphod Beeblebrox is very much a like cold open intro to an episode like right before the opening credits play like yeah. like on Watchmen when they introduce like Ozymandias and he's just like when you're like what's this guy up to what's this, what, who is this mm-hmm. what's happening mm-hmm. up here yeah. um like so yeah I, do you cold open with a ship on a planet with like you know the yeah exactly that yeah because like this feels this is episode two this the section on the Vogon Ship is episode two of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy HBO Max original series. Oh, the first episode is the first episode absolutely ends with the Earth. The destruction of the Earth, of course. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And then you do the Zaphod Cold Open, and then you do the section on the Vogon ship, and then they're out in space again at the end of the second episode, which is pretty funny. And then Um, the third episode, you do a little micro episode that focuses on the creation of the infinite probability engine. Yeah, or something like that. Like that's your cold open there, and it's set to like, you know, an obscure pop hit from 40 years ago um yeah uh, definitely kate bush yeah exactly this is this is what we call the damon lindelof effect and um (laughs) it could be done the problem you're so right in saying that it, it he did it you know i love him i love every show he's ever worked on um he did that uh, there are very specific intros to the television show lost like cold opens to lost that have affected what television looks like since they aired um, and and changed a lot of people's perceptions um, for a show that not a lot of contemporary people have caught up with um, really did change TV in like a very profound way. Yeah. I watched lost insofar as Michelle Rodriguez died. Okay. So you got late in season two spoilers for lost. Um, Yeah. Uh, great show. Would recommend. Uh, but there's a lot of it. It's a, it's an investment. Yeah, it's like there, a 10-year thing, right? There's there's It's six seasons. Most of them are like pretty lengthy. They're yeah, hour-long they're like episodes. 25 episode seasons because uh-huh. it was yeah, back so when it's, TV used to give you know, TV space. Yeah, to like grow and change and figure out what it was doing. Uh, you know, see our uh, mythic quest uh, conversation. Hold on. Did you just become Abed for a second? I don't know. I've always been Abed. <laughs> Nobody starts a community podcast speak. because they don't really relate to Abed Nadir. <laughs> Touche. Touche. I know that I'm life still and TV amazed are different. that we're two and a half years in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, all of this started because you posted a thing on Facebook. And I was like, sure. I, know I would do the thing you didn't just invite me to. Sure. <laughs> then, I mean, I was I was looking for co-hosts. I was drumming yeah, it Yeah. I love it, though. Jason and I were just before. both like, uh, sure. And then you yeah, were like, sure. Dope, we'll do this. And, and now you two it's... did not know each other at all, and now it's no one of our <laughs> one of my primary social activities. <laughs> now it's now it's one of my biggest hobbies is this uh, particular show. Now we're we are on our like fourth thing of coverage. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah. This is this feels really like season two of the show. I think we're finally it do- it in does. season two. It do- well, we also like had the weird. The we did a short thing quest. and a short thing and a movie and a short thing and this is yeah. like oh 
So this is like our thing we're like picking apart this, again. This meat. We're slowly. really yeah. fucking tucking in to this five course right. meal of uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And um, and it's fun. And I'm enjoying it. I'm really, really having a good time. Even though it's been like three weeks since I read these chapters. So some of it, I'm kind of like. I know, I'm sorry. Good no, lord. No, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> not your fault, not your fault, not your fault. But anyway, I love the Dentrassi. I love the an alien species that is all about taking this job and shoving it. Um, the, the, I love the that the only way that uh, Vogon knows that there's someone on his ship, the first way he knows that someone is on his ship is that one of the Dentrassi comes in and is too happy. Is too happy. He's like, like, what's the going only on? reason it would something. be this happy is if it was doing something that would piss me off. Uh, Dentrazzi, an alien race whose anthem is boss make a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I shit on company time. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. I love them. Yeah, they're great. And a- finally, an alien species for me. <laughs> a-, a guy that they- reads comics on the job. Yes. Hell yeah. This is why I don't tell any of my coworkers or bosses about any of my projects because I want to be able to be free to say things like that. You want the. Yeah, sure. I don't want to get want caught. To be able to drag shit, and then I love not to, come tweet to work the next day, working. and then be like, I "So uh, I read this thing you said," and you're like, "What? Uh-oh. Who?" Yeah, I don't want to lock my social media accounts because um, you know I just don't want to. Uh, but I also want to tweet on the job, and I also <laughs> want to 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 post Insta on the job and things like that. And uh, so sure. I just don't tell anybody. I definitely yeah. don't tell my coworkers. Back when I used to do like improv, I definitely did not tell them about my shows <laughs> I sure. de- that was the last thing i wanted was my coworkers <laughs> to see yeah. me you know play like a human boner or something like that you know what i mean like that's... <laughs> and then i gotta yeah, like go to work with these this. people please don't please don't pay attention to this absolutely yeah. not that's fine if we just act like it's not a thing absolutely I not we can anything. we can be friends on social media after we don't work together anymore precisely Precisely. Precisely. And only and like a couple. Like, I can't believe you said all these things while I worked next to you. Yeah. Wild, right? <laughs> Wild, right? Uh. Un- uncaged. Untethered. Um, yeah, we can be friends after, but also like most of the people in my department are like, I'm the only person in my department who is not engaged or married. So that's an interesting feeling of mine. Oh, yeah. That's fun. It's like that's watching uh, a 30-year-old uh, write and direct something that wins an Oscar. And you're like, sorry, I'm 30 now. It's you're like, like watching a 25-year-old uh, write and direct something that wins an Oscar, and you go, "Yeah, oh, no. What, gi- what gives, John Singleton? <laughs> what the fuck have I been doing? Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, what the fuck is why- Donald Glover? Stop making good shit, please. Leave what me gives, alone. Orson Welles? Oh, my God. Have you seen the bit of Orson Welles being interviewed where he's like, have you ever made mistakes in casting because you wanted to cast your friends? And he's like, absolutely. Absolutely. Would you keep do? Would you do that again? He's like, absolutely. He's like, if I said one thing, it's that friendship and loyalty is more important than fucking art. I hate this idea that art is the highest. No, I've cast friends and things, and it's been terrible ideas, and I would do it again. Uh, and I was like, oh shit, this guy rules. Not that that needed to be said. Um, also, like last week or two weeks ago, somebody in the in the impeccable voice of Orson Welles wrote a rant about transhumanism. Yeah, uh, that fucking ruled, <laughs> and I I read it and was like, "Yo, did he say this?" And then I obviously was like, "Of course he didn't," but then got to the comments and everyone was like, "Yo, it sounded like something. This sounded like exactly what he would have said." And I was like, "Cool." I yeah. wasn't the only one that believed it for a minute. 
I hate Woody Allen physically. I dislike that kind of man. I've never understood why. Have you met him? Oh, yes. I can hardly bear to talk to him. He has that chaplain disease. That particular combination of arrogance and timidity sets my teeth on edge. He's not arrogant. He's shy. He is arrogant. Like all people with timid personalities, his arrogance is unlimited. Anyone who speaks quietly and shrivels up in company is undeniably arrogant. He acts shy, but he's not. He's scared. He hates himself, and he loves himself. A very tense situation. It's people like me who have to carry on and pretend to be modest. Does he take himself very seriously? Very seriously. I think his movies show it. To me, it's the most embarrassing thing in the world. A man who presents himself at his worst to get laughs in order to free himself from his hang-ups. Everything he does on screen is therapeutic. That's why you don't like Fosse, either. All that jazz. Yes, that's right. I don't like that kind of therapeutic movie. I'm very Catholic in my taste, but there are some things I can't stand. <laughs> Was that him or was that, that was, somebody? No, that his... was him. Oh, I was not making Holy that up. Shit. I could Holy never shit. I have that. got I have got well, I didn't know if you were reading someone who did the thing that I saw. Oh no 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 no. Because oh, no. I I have to figure out how to find that thread to share with you because they absolutely nailed it. More than I even imagined. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because yeah, that dude had some fucking opinions. Hold on, one Holy more. Shit. One yes, more. Please. As it yes, concerns a uh, famous child murderer, John Landis. Um, you ass- know, that asshole from Animal House. A real shit. John Landis. Well, let me be of some help here. He's a person I can influence. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what? I love it. Holy shit. Kill him. <laughs> Orson, you king. Oh, my king. He just said kill him. Kill him. Uh... We're talking about fucking owning a guy. We're talking about being catty. Nobody did it. Nobody did it like Big Wells. Nobody fucking did it. Oh, I found it. Where do I stand on... On the what? The transgender question? Well, for one thing, sir, I recall the last few usages of that particular phraseology. A group of billions is not a question. I have not yet finished speaking. Not a question, (laughs) but a demographic. The Romans had their castrated priestesses, the Hindus their hijras, but my God, let us take to the barricade because Uncle Al came to Thanksgiving in a skirt and pantyhose. It is the province of rubes, hayseed reactionaries, and the worst effluvia of America's suburban colon. Have you, since we're on my man, have you ever seen his uh, wine commercial? No. Have you ever seen, I'm sorry, more importantly, the outtakes of his wine commercial? No. Okay, well, hold on just a second, uh, listeners, because <laughs> we do have to stop what we're doing. Um, and we do have to have to engage with this. Um, can you hear that? I cannot. Okay, that's fine. Send I'm it to send me you. and I shall hit play. Yeah. Yes, I will send you a link. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just... <laughs> and speaking about people, the, about comedians who make jokes at trans people's uh, expense, this person writes, I had not intended to mention <laughs> Gervais. One forgets, one forgets the presence of rodents about one's feet so easily. But the man insists on rearing up onto his haunches to squeak for the camera, a gerbil which has somehow mastered the projection of smugness. Repellent. <laughs> Repellent. 
All right, great. Uh, so we're gonna you and me. We're gonna we're gonna hit play on this video at the same time. So let me know when you are um when you got this bad boy queued up. Okay. okay. There's a little bit of like old VHS kind of kind of static in there. So just like brace your ears for that. All and right. I'm gonna drop this All audio right. into the podcast. For sure. For sure. <laughs> the listeners need this. Uh, did you want me to start at the 14 second mark? Um, no, that's just where it happened to be sent. <laughs> Because I have watched it previously. <laughs> All right. I will go on your go. All right. In three, two, one, Orson. Turn camera. Mark. One, oh, two, take one. With overlap, action, please. <laughs> action, Orson, please. Just do anything? No, sorry, cut. You're rolling. <laughs> 102 take two. Ah, the French <laughs> champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So, Paul Masson. <laughs> 102, take three. Uh, Action, please. Is he hammered? <laughs> <laughs> champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson soup. And I don't out know. Of breath. I don't. What know. the fuck is happening? <laughs> ah, the French He's drunk and high it's and exhausted. But it is a California champagne by Palmasson. <laughs> it's like wiggle finger tapping on the bottle. <laughs> and fermented in the bottle and vintage dated. <laughs> ah. Oh, what a fucking peculiar ass dude. What an odd little man. Spent his late years sleeping on Peter Bogdanovich's couch. <laughs> Listen, my my man Peter Bogdanovich wrote about films so hard that he became friends <laughs> with famous directors. Hey, so hey. let that be a lesson out there for all you fucking let film journos. Write about film that hard, that good, that, it, well, you become a very respected director in your own right, like Peter Bogdanovich. Uh, you become a character actor on things like The Sopranos, like Peter Bogdanovich. Uh, but also, you get to be good friends with Orson Welles. Didn't Bogdanovich pass recently? Very recently, unfortunately. Like last year or 2020? I think it was this year. I think it, I think he passed in recent memory. Um, R.I.P. King, my, my big glasses king. Bogdanovich. I don't know how to spell it. Peter Bogdanovich. Peter? Yeah. Bogdanovich, there it is. Died in oh yeah, January. January, yeah. So I thought, yeah, damn, what a guy, oh, what damn. a king. Unfortunately, yeah, he wrote the biography of Orson Welles. You know, he was just, and then you know, he's like, oh, while I'm here, I'm gonna direct uh, several masterpieces, just yeah. like real quick, just like you know, while just real quick, if you don't mind, just like real quick, while I'm not, you know, I'm gonna direct the Last Picture Show. I'm gonna direct Paper Moon. Just like a couple, just like a couple masterpieces. Yeah, just a few. Just a few. While I'm in, while I'm in town. Yeah. 
on if, my I can, way. if I can find the time, you know what I mean? If I can, yeah, if I can schedule it in, into yeah. if I can pencil it in to my, to my busy schedule. Can you imagine just directing something because you had some time? <laughs> yeah. I don't think he did that. I think he put a lot of work no, out. <laughs> I don't think anybody does that, Kev. <laughs> but I think, can you imagine? Yeah. That's kind of a Robert Altman thing where, like, he had a dream, and on the way to the airport, he stopped by the studio, and he's like, I have this idea. It's, like, three women in, like, a pool, and they're like, yeah, here's a mill. Here's, like, a cool mill. Go make yeah. go make yeah. three women. I guess that's like, the dream, right, is to walk up to somebody and be like, hey, um, so I have this idea. And they're like, oh, first of all, they're not like, get out. They're I don't like, have a script. I don't have a cast. I don't have a script. I don't have a cast, but um, you know me. <laughs> Can you give me, and, like, a little uh, bit of money? I'm Robert Altman. Yeah. I directed M.A.S.H., you ever heard of yeah. MASH? And someone's like, oh, yeah, you know what? It looks like we have in the budget for uh, like $3 million. Does that work? Yeah, sure. And you're like, yeah. You know Sold. what? Ryan Johnson knows exactly what this feels like. Because oh. he directed the Knives Out on a shoestring budget. Not exactly, but still. Yeah. Way less than most movies. But it was movies. like 10 to 20 mil. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they were like, and then Netflix was like, what if we paid you an exorbitant amount of money to make three more, two more? But two more. you... Uh, but the but only condition to, is you, you have can't to spend, spend more. less than forty-eight million dollars. In the um, when when someone writes a book about why Netflix stopped existing, that <laughs> is going deals? to be the cold open story. Yeah, that is going to be yeah. the lead story of the introduction of why Netflix doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> because someone was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it. There's much here. You, you want have that? to spend more money." Hi. I'm Netflix. We just released a film starring uh, one of the biggest movie stars in the planet, directed by the director of the biggest movie of the year, and we're not going to make sure that you know about it. We're not Hi, even gonna, I'm we're Netflix, even gonna and this ahead. is Spiderhead. 100%. 100%. Somebody I recently was like, have the, you watched that yet? And I was like, no. No, did it come out? out? It's out, isn't it? Did it come out? <laughs> is is the response to most Netflix original, right? The only ad I saw for Spiderhead was when on this podcast you sent I me a link you. to the I trailer. I told you. I remember. It you stars like, oh. Chris Hemsworth, significant movie star. Next year about to star, or next month about to star in, in one of the biggest films of the year, assumedly. Yep. Um uh, directed Miles by Teller. Joseph Kaczynski, whose Top Gun Maverick is destroying at the theater, Still featuring Miles theaters. Teller from the same film, and you're not going to tell me about it? You I don't want to make sure mm. that I heard about Spiderhead? Homie, I learned about Spiderhead in like the Netflix What's to Come thing that was like a year ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that seems interesting. Uh, and then I looked it up and read the description. It was like, yeah, that seems interesting. And then uh, the trailer just kind of dropped on me one day because the algorithm was like, remember mm-hmm. that thing that you like said out loud near your phone you were interested in? And I'm right. Like, Fuck you. Uh, but remember. Yes. So the only reason I kept track of this movie is because I kept getting little reminders for it, but not because Netflix was reminding me. Yes. Which right, like, they, did, you... they also did with Red Notice. They uh-huh. also did with Six Underground. I know it's not just Ryan Reynolds movies, but still, but, another I mean, huge fucking name. Basically, yeah. Uh, Red yeah. Notice. You're trying to tell me enough people watch Red Notice that you greenlit two more Red Notices. I am being gaslit. Are by you Netflix. serious? Yeah, there's two more. They're like making them back to back. Like it's the fucking what Lord the of the Rings. Fuck is happening. I didn't it's like it's that. like it's Mission Impossible. But you know, here's the thing about Mission Impossible: people actually watch those movies and like them. I do not. I do not know anyone. I guess. May, have you watched Red Notice? No. 
Yeah, neither did I. Everyone I know that has watched it, which numbers no more than two. Uh, was no like, oh, that's fine. Three. Uh, are like, yeah, it was good. And I'm like, tell me about it. And they're like, you know. I can't really remember anything <laughs> that happened it. in it. It had yeah. the feeling of a movie. But I don't know yeah. if it was a real movie. Netflix is the 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 peak of the reason why I dislike the fucking word content. Because mm-hmm. they're because, like, part of they're part of the problem. They're, they're the biggest part of the problem. Earning it, like mm-hmm. oh, like like I watched Spencer Confidential. When I brought that up, people were like, "The fuck is that? What are you it's talking about?" It's a Mark about? Wahlberg movie that's got um. You're like one of our biggest movie stars was just like in this yeah. Netflix movie that I've it's a never Mark Wahlberg movie that's heard also of. Got, that's also got not, the that plays Mbaku. It was not From advertised to me at all. Winston. Yeah, Winston Duke, like Winston Duke. Thank you. Of of you. us fame. Yeah, yeah. Two big <sighs> stars. Two big in a, in a buddy stars. cop movie. That yeah, fun, both funny guys in a buddy cop movie. You don't, don't you want to watch that? And everyone's like, yeah, it kind of sounds great. And I'm like, it maybe came if out you three told years me about ago. It. <laughs> came out three years ago maybe if like someone maybe if netflix had like mentioned it to me that does why sound fun yeah why didn't anyone tell me why didn't anyone tell me yeah. why do i gotta learn about this on my own <laughs> uh anyway yeah welcome to uh my book why netflix doesn't exist anymore it says they i'm writing it right now in preparation I mean, it's a, a t- time to write it it's time to write it yeah because yeah. i definitely need more Extraneous more projects. projects. Yeah, yeah, I definitely need yeah. more projects. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. the issue in my life right now. Yeah. I have too many. I need more things to do that have projects. no uh, definable fucking. Definitely ends up. did not start pitching around like a series of short films with a friend this morning. Uh, you know, I definitely oh, no. need more projects. Definitely didn't. This have will several solve meetings the in void in my soul. About making a video game. Mm-hmm. Definitely didn't do that. Time to cancel therapy and make short films. Hell yeah. I have a bed frame. <laughs> I have a bed frame. That's the name because of my it fucking was memoir. Free. <laughs> yeah. I have a bed frame yeah. because it came with the room that I used I to live in. I have a bed frame in. because my wife makes more money than me. Humana, humana, humana. <laughs> You're a kept man, Caleb. Yeah, mostly because if I left, I would fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm... I wouldn't Caleb, pay bills or have I'm, food for money. I'm sorry. I need money for to food, impress upon shit. you that like being a kept man is great and you should stick <laughs> stick to it. I'm loving it. I I dream of this. I would yeah. love to be a kept man. And it's like I will cook for you. I will yeah. eat pussy. That's all like I will you know, what? you know the things. I'll do them. Exactly. You just yeah. you just keep me. Yeah. I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever. It'll I'll be walk fine. the dog every time. Every time. Every time pick you up never need too. to walk the dog if you don't want to. Never. I'll take never. care of it. You don't like you don't like doing dishes. You don't like loading the dish. You don't like unloading the dish. I'll do all of it. I'll be kept. I need to get hot enough to become a trophy husband. Is I think what Okay. We're... I'm not hot. I just convinced. Hey, hey now. What? I'm not be hot. Be nice to yourself. Yeah. There's different versions of hot. You don't have I to have like a six true. pack abs. I guess that's true. You're a big cuddly man. I am. That's desirable to many people. Also, you're married, so obviously it worked. It worked. I'm constantly like, when are you going to realize that uh, I'm winning a lot? Yeah. <laughs> and and then she's like, remember when you made food all seven days this week? And I'm like, ding, oh, ding, okay. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, check. No, ding, 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 <laughs> Ringing the kept man bell. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. Remember when you dropped the kids off every morning and made dinner mm-hmm. every night? It's fine. Yeah. I'm like, you're oh, earning your keep. See what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's not all yeah. about... Six pack abs? No. 
I've got a six pack. It's just hidden in the cooler. Hey, it's hot in the summer. You know, I got a six pack. It's just hidden under this keg. You know what I mean? You know what I'm uh, saying? Know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a classic dad bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm full of those. This is why someone needs to make me a dad. I think it works the other way around, Kev. Nope. But I guess it doesn't work the other way around. You probably do, in fact, have to. I got to participate in that. I'll someone has someone to. to Someone has to be like, go for it. <laughs> allow this, yeah. Yeah, someone has to say, go for it before you. It takes yeah, you two can't to tango, just... my friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, but in this about... case, it specifically takes one to allow the tango. Yeah, Caleb, just picture me at like a kid's birthday party, eating a piece of cake on a paper plate with a plastic fork. Doesn't that just like make sense to you? Yeah, Kev, I saw your pictures from the beach this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Yes, it does make sense. Yeah, he's You're trying... America's undiscovered dad. Thank it, you. It needs to happen. Absolutely. Uh, we're all in agreement. There's just yeah. uh, just one crucial missing element. <laughs> it's all right. There's, there's if you had a checklist missing. of things, Kev, if you had a checklist of things and only one thing got one left. to be done, you only got, you only got, <laughs> I only one, got thing. one left. Only I've one thing, baby. Only one thing, baby. Only one thing, it's baby. Not even a, it's not even a set of dominoes you have to set up. That's just one domino that you have to knock over. That's it. I just need the last domino. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, you just need to tackle some ivory or ebony. It could be whatever. Ebony and ivory. Yes, Perfect. That. that sounds like the end of a discussion of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> Doesn't um, it? <laughs> Caleb, where can the people find you and uh, follow you? And, uh, you know, look at the pictures of the food that you create. Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. Uh, most of the pictures of the food I make are on Instagram. So I guess go to like... Lubwub on Instagram. It's yeah. it's Lubwub everywhere. So if you just search that, yeah. you'll find all the important ones. Um, outside of that, I do a video game podcast and a video game interview podcast that are both at nerdybits.com or search Nerdy Bits on any of your podcasting services. Um, I'm working on writing a piece about Citizen Sleeper that I haven't finished yet because you get hit with that weird creative wall that says, <laughs> who fucking cares when who you're writing a thing that's personal? Cares. Uh, that's a fun thing to encounter. You fucking cares, and that's the most important part. Right, that is the most important part, but that's also hard to uh, convince a depressive mind to believe. I mean, listen, trust me, I we fucking know. understand. We know. <laughs> we know this. I am with you, my dog, but you just uh, gotta put out the work that you want to see. And yeah, yeah. I'm going. Resonate. You know what? I'm going to Florida on Thursday for a bachelor Hell yeah. party. Hell um, yes. That'll be fun. Hopefully, uh, can't see it not being fun. But there's <laughs> right. always the chance. Um, yeah, I guess so. But I have a couple of layovers and a plane and a bedroom when I get there. I'll get, I'm going to get some writing done. I'm going to wake That's up perfect. earlier than people and get some writing done uh, and shit. So, That's you know, perfect. being a being a, a, a person, an adult, I'm going to get some I'm going to believe in myself. Anyway, yeah, Nerdy Bit stuff is cool. Uh, we're not putting on a podcast this week because I'll be in Florida. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, that's it. Booyah. Booyah, yeah. booyah. Booyah, booyah. Booyah, what about booyah. you? Uh, great. Kev still, Brando. still Kev Brando, Kev Wells. Uh, still TV's Kevin Lanigan on all the stuff. I I did a little cooking uh, video uh, this weekend that you can find oh. archived on my Instagram. See, Kev, it's one it's one item on the check. It's checklist. one item on the checklist. I'm right there. I was wearing like a little the... apron when I did it. You know. Ooh. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, TV's Kevin Lanigan, Twitter and Instagram, uh, the usual place. And of course, patreon.com slash TV's Kevin where for as little as $1 a month, uh, you can, uh, get all sorts of extra podcast episodes, um, and get certain podcasts early. Uh, and that's, uh, for, again, for as little as $1 a month and help me, um, you know, either pay for therapy or make short films. It really is kind of like, I'm, they're both dangling off of a cliff and I do need to kind of make a choice here. Um, Anyway, uh, but hey, but hey, if I get enough patrons, I can do both, baby. I can do Bing both, bong. baby. Big Bong, sing along. Uh, your team's Al Gore because your views are wrong. Your and, views are wrong. Um, <laughs> perfect. And uh, ooh, when this one is uploaded, uh, that means that tomorrow there will be a new Crazy X Pod Friends, uh, the other show that I do about a good television show called Crazy X Girl Friend. Um, and, yeah, and uh, and Patty Plague Doc, my webcomic, is back in a weekly capacity. Um, I'm experimenting this week. I made a comic that wasn't great, and I'm just like, I'm trying to see how that plays out. I'm just trying to see. <laughs> I'm just feeling that around, you know? I'm just yeah. like, what, what will happen if I made one that's not great? It's the authentic newspaper comic experience. They they can't all be winners. They can't all be... They can't all. Not they every can't Garfield hits. is good. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. If, it's, yeah, if anyone can believe hits, that. Dog. Not even Mother Goose and Grimm was good every week. Not even Pearls Before Swine was good every week. Very few things are good every week. That's right. It, including television. <laughs> yes. Uh, perfect. So that is back, and uh, pages are available for sale. Uh, and uh, we can talk some prices, baby. baby. So check that out. Yeah. I've had a couple sales, and that was very nice for me. I did enjoy selling that comic. And they're the only physical. If you buy a Patty Plague Doc, like it's the only physical copy. You have exclusive ownership of a physical copy. Uh, there are, of course, digital images uh, that come from it. But hey, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So anyway, that is all for me. Let's see. Let's see what we're reading. Uh, maybe not you specifically, Caleb, because you will be bachelor partying. Um, but let's. Oh, I'll be, let's I'll be see. back by Monday. Okay, and it's yeah, yeah. another another thirty some odd pages. Let me see how that shakes. Yeah, yeah. We're at like sixty six now. Yeah, we're at sixty six. Uh, great. So let's go ahead and take this to page 94, uh, mm. which will be the bridge into chapter 20. So we're reading through chapter 19. Uh, isn't it crazy that you read 30 pages and you read eight chapters? What a great oh, book. Yeah. What a great book. It's uh, empowering, honestly. It feels great. It's just that little dopamine hit yeah, of like, ah, and I did another one. Amazing. Good for me. Uh, perfect and yeah. uh yeah so we'll be back next week uh to talk about another eight chapters <laughs> of this book it's just so funny to say and, it sounds maddening but like it, but it's then, actually perfect it breezes i mean like you, you every like you read these in 30 minutes you know 30 pages in 30 minutes easily um or your audiobook or or however you're enjoying it and i will just say because i've heard been in some of these discussions lately audiobooks count as reading yeah. I know you didn't like put your eyes on words, but you absorbed words, prose. Yeah. That's reading. Yeah. Like, is it prone to you maybe accidentally getting distracted a little more than normal? Sure. Yeah, sure. But like, sure. come on. It's but fine. like, also, Rewind. who's making rules about what counts as reading a book? Exactly. Because none of y'all are going to Family Video or Blockbuster and getting cheaper <laughs> rentals or free pizza. 
Uh-huh. So, like, what are you re- Are you not watching a movie because you're not me with a shelf full of fucking DVDs and Blu-rays? No, of course you're still watching a movie. So, yeah, audiobooks, exactly. audiobooks count. Get, well, <laughs> allow yourself. Give yourself that grace. Let yourself off the hook. Audiobooks oh, it was count. more get over yourself if you say. Get over yourself if you do the other thing. who finished an audiobook that that doesn't count. Of get over I have been, no the discussions that I have been in, I think is a credit to the people that I choose to hang out with, is people saying about themselves like oh i only listen to audiobooks i don't know if that counts and everyone else going like no that counts oh hum, 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 hum. Bunch yeah, of people, that counts. a bunch of people humbugging in the back <laughs> of the room <laughs> rapple 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 uh perfect uh so until next week so long and thanks for all the fish resistance is useless i promise you will get the so long and thanks for all the fish jokes soon I'm, it is I... it is in this book I, yeah, sure. I, <laughs> we didn't even talk about. But we didn't talk about the great description of Earth in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where it was originally <laughs> an entry that said harmless, and then it got expanded and updated to mostly, mostly harmless. harmless. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all, but oh dear, you may not share our intellect, which might explain your disrespect. For all the natural wonders that grow around you So long, so long, and thanks for all the fish The world's about to be destroyed There's no point getting all annoyed Lie back and let the planet dissolve around you Despite those nets of tuna feats We thought that most of you were sweet Especially tiny tops in your pregnant women So long, so long, so long, so long, so long Please tell your friends about this show. This has been a Talkback Podcast.